0: Welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsma, and with me, Mr. Daniel Ornelas. What is up, Daniel? Hey, how's it going, Jason? You good? It's going. It's going alright, man. <laughs> last week was a little crazy, but we uh, we made it through.
1: How about yourself? I'm good. This is my first podcast from my home, so I'm down here
0: at my house right now and just enjoying the view. And what a view it is, man! You're, you you like, gave me the tour. It is gorgeous. I'm jealous. Yeah, we're
1: super super stoked, blessed beyond
0: our. Our dreams, man. It's a it's a cool house we stuck. Well, you are you you totally deserve it. You, you, Thank you, man. Out of everyone I know, you hustle probably more than anybody I know. <laughs> uh, that's what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I actually we we, we have a, a, a clarification, Meg. Like, I got to tell you this this story. So, uh, so last week I got an email from a Wes Sills, our uh, esteemed listener, and he was he he wrote us and he's like, hey, on the Michael Farron video. I, I was surprised to hear some off color language. He goes, I just thought you might he goes, I don't really care about it. Just thought you might wanna might wanna edit it out. Maybe you didn't catch it or whatever. I'm like, what what is he talking about? So he's like, Yeah, Michael Farron at eleven twenty one on the Michael Farron podcast. See, this is my way of getting people to go back and listen to that podcast. Yeah he, uh, right. he's like he's like he you know, he's, he swears or whatever. So I'm like, Oh my gosh. I don't think that's true. So I, so I go back and I, li- and, and I listen to it. I don't hear anything. And Bethany's like, oh, no, you can totally hear what he means. Like, I don't think he actually swore, but you can hear where it sounds like he swears. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't hear it at all. So I'm listening to it, I listen to it like 10 times. I'm really well-versed in that, those like three sentences of Michael Farron talking. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't even hear where it could possibly be a swear word. Like, I don't even understand how this can happen. And she's like, no, it's like right there. And we're going back and forth. And finally, I'm like, this is like a Yanni Laurel thing. <laughs> so 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 we start talking about that and I'm like, okay, it's it's gotta be. Like she's hearing it. You know, we're trying it on different headphones and everything. I'm like, this guy Wes is hearing it, but uh, so so for the record Michael Farron did not swear on that podcast. <laughs> he, uh, now,
1: I'm in, now I'm intrigued. I want to go see if I see the blue dress or the white dress. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we, okay. So then, so then me and me and Bethany start talking about the whole Laurel Yanny thing, and I was like, oh, you know, I hear I hear Yanny when I hear it. So I find it. She's like, oh, let's look at it. So we pull up a video, and there's a video where they they try and get you to hear the other one, right? So you go and you listen, and I hear it, and it's like Yanny. And so I'm. And then they start lowering the pitch. It's like, Yanny, Yanny, Yanny. And like, I can kind of hear the word Laurel in there. Right. So, so I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I can see how people can, I I can hear how it's there, but I don't hear it. And then they, the video goes, now let's hear it full speed again. And they go and play it full speed and it goes Laurel. (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm like, they're just messing with me. They are, they intentionally took away the, the Yanny. Like it doesn't really say that. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to figure you guys out. So I go back to the video, to the beginning of the video, and now all I can hear is Laurel. I've completely <laughs> lost Yanny. I'm like, they, they, I felt so violated. They, like, manipulated my brain, and now my brain, brain can't... I'm, like, grieving my loss of hearing the word Yanny.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I think we should make Worcestershire T-shirt that said, you stole my Yanny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so anyway... <laughs> all kind of random but hey thanks Wes for pointing that out sorry it sounded like, like, uh, like that I think there's some kind of maybe some interference or something with the call but uh, if you heard that just know Michael Ferrand was not swearing on our podcast and uh, <laughs> you know who else doesn't swear on our podcast who's that David Leonard Oh, good. <laughs> uh, formerly of All Sons and Daughters, and he's now doing his uh, his some solo work, but he's also doing a lot of production, and he kind of works with this team. And so uh, we had him on the podcast to talk about creating in community. And so uh, we'll jump. Let's jump into that interview. Hey, David. Welcome to the podcast. Oh,
2: thanks for having me, man.
0: Uh, I am. I'm. I'm just happy you're still here, because when <laughs> I when I read the news in February that all Sons and Daughters was going to be no longer, I I I just I, I hung my head in sadness.
2: Oh man, uh, it was a uh, really tough decision, and but at the same time, uh, we both sat down and we, we were like, man, it, it's been a beautiful season, and we we have so loved getting to do what we've done and loved partnering with so many churches and um it it was just it was just an unbelievable time and man we will always always uh cherish it greatly and man it was so bittersweet like whenever we sent that thing out uh just the responses that came back from it you know it blew our minds you know we were calling ourselves that they were like well i guess we could just like do one more record (laughs) were supposed just do one more (laughs) <laughs> um, but it, it's been, it's been great for both of us. Both of us have have, um, we have new little ones and all kinds of stuff and it, it's just been, it's been crazy. So we're, we're both excited for the new seasons.
0: Well, you know, you guys have always used that language of season, even from, you know, your very first projects, kind of these ideas yeah. of, of going through these seasons. And so, so why don't you tell me a little bit about kind of this new season that you're in?
2: Yeah. I mean, so, so we decided at the end of 2016, we decided to take an entire year off just because the poets and saints record, I mean, like it took it out of us, you know, it was a two year long process of this two week long trip to Europe, studying all these people, writing all these songs. There was a small group curriculum made out of it. Our pastor wrote a book. It was just like so many moving pieces. And, um, so it It just it kind of wore us out. We did a we did a tour on it, and at the end of the tour, we we had decided, hey, let, let's take a year, and just take a breath. And um, you know, for us, Sabbath and rest has always kind of been a big deal, and we we talk about it greatly, uh, especially talking with with guys that are serving in the church and going, hey, when are you taking time for yourself? Um, when you take the time to breathe and, and for us, we had to kind of check ourselves and go, okay, Hey, are we doing the same thing? So we decided to do that at the, at the end of 2016, top of 2017. And so during that time, I was like, okay, what, what am I going to do? And, and, you know, I, I had been making records, producing records and doing that kind of stuff for a while now, but I I would do it in between tours and, uh, in between, in between things. And it, it was never kind of like the thing. Um, but me and two other guys, Brad King and Seth Talley, um, we were all making records together and we just decided that we, we wanted to, um, try to see what we could do in the top of 17 and, and just see how we could kind of tackle it and go after it. And so we just started, we started working, man. So we have a studio in downtown Franklin, uh, called the Creek. Um, and we just started making music and we were making it for all kinds of stuff we did uh, we did a couple songs on Brandon Heath's new record. And then we were working with I Am They. And, um, and then it, it just kind of started getting crazier and crazier. And then we were, we just did the latest single for, uh, Need to Breathe and Johnny Swim. And it was, it was just crazy. Um, the things that we were starting to work on. And so we were kind of like going, okay, God, what do you, what do you got your hands up to? And you know, what, what are we doing? And, um, so it's been, it's been a crazy journey of, of making music. Through that, at the same time, we were making a lot of music for a lot of independent artists and linking arms with them. And Integrity, uh, which we were assigned to Integrity, kind of started seeing a lot of that stuff and going, hey, how can we be a part of this? And so we end up talking and we end up creating our own imprint through Integrity. So now we have our own own label. We just signed our first artist, Ben and Noel Kilgore. Which if you haven't heard it, you gotta go check it out. It's really beautiful stuff. And uh, so that was our first release. And so uh, we're releasing records. We're making records. We're we're doing all kinds of stuff, man. We're 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 having fun here in Franklin, and uh, you know we're we're just enjoying the music business for what it is right now.
0: <laughs> well, it was actually really. I got to you know come down to the studio last time I was in Nashville and. It was such a, it seemed like you were just living the dream. I mean, you walk in there, you got this vibey studio, you got a bunch of friends around all working together, laughing, having a good time. How is that experience just creating in, in the, like, how do you go about the creative process with that group of guys? Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. I mean, everything revolves around community to us. You know, we've kind of gone the opposite way with, with the way we make records nowadays. A lot of records are made in a, in a single room with a single guy, creating. Uh, everything and which is there's no problem with that at all but i think we just got to the point where we missed uh making a record together you know it, i i have been con- so convicted uh over the last six or seven months of how many times i have taken my voice and i've shoved it down somebody else's throat <laughs> meaning <laughs> meaning in a writing session or in the, in the production realm of going, Oh yeah, I'm the guy from Nashville. I know what we're supposed to say when it's so ridiculous that God has given each of us a voice and given us each create a creative spirit and has gone, Hey, no, this, this person makes something completely different and finding the beauty and, and the love in that. And, and so we we just got to the point of going, men. When we make records together, when we make records as a group, something beautiful comes out, and uh, it's something that would never be created if it was just us by ourselves. Uh, our pastor always talked about the, the you know the the amount of personalities that are in a room. You know, if me and you are sitting in a room and we're writing a song together, there's three personalities. There's mine, there's yours, and then there's ours combined together creates this other one. And it's like this beautiful thing of when you get a group of people, which most of the time you're never in that room again with the same group of people, you have this individual thing that happens that won't ever happen again. And we've just found a lot of life in that and found the love and creating in that space and that environment. And, you know, we, we just, we just, uh, we have a good time we We try not to take everything uh too seriously. We try not to have any no's. and uh we just try to try to create from a from a, a state of freedom
0: so it seems like some of those things that uh that you're that you're talking about would really require a lot of trust when you actually kind of oh, build that relationship in there how do you how do you build that trust with the people that you're working with?
2: It's life you're doing life together man it, it all day every day. <laughs> you know you're if you're in the muck of it you're you're in the good times you're in the bad times it's it is um it's it is more work outside of the studio than it is in the studio mm-hmm. and, I, and i think that's the thing is is we lose we lose sight of of the doing life outside of those things um cuz when when you get to that space of of being able to trust somebody like you you really can you really can't react in a way that, that feels like, ah uh, you're for me. Uh, you're not trying to, to, you know, kill my idea or whatever. This is we we, we can trust each other in this. And, um, you know, trust is a difficult thing to earn and, it, and it's a difficult thing to keep sometimes. but the more you're able to be honest, the more you're able to, to be in, in the life stuff with individuals, it's,
0: Man, it's definitely a sweeter place. Do you you know, your studio space is is like one of the vibiest little places I've ever been in. You kind of walk <laughs> in and it's you know, it's the it's all dark. It's it's so thought out. Like it it feels very arty. How important is the actual physical environment to having a creative process?
2: Oh man, I'm I'm like that guy, you know? It's like I I walk into a room and I'm like dimming lights or my <laughs> my wife hates it hates it she's like just please turn on some lights and I'm like no it doesn't feel right like I don't know I don't know what it is for me but it's always (laughs) been like the space has got to be the space has got to be right I'm usually the first person to show up anywhere like you know if we had bus call I was the first person to show up to the bus and I'm adjusting the lights so when everybody gets in there uh you know it feels right even at a show man when we would do shows and and we would go and people were setting lights I was sitting up there with them and helping them adjust for for some reason it's just the 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 feel to me is has always been um so key It, it it is hard for me to to enter in when the feel isn't right and I know it's probably super weird but um, I, I just I, I take pride in that, and and I just I feel like other people feel it too when they walk in. Like you're talking about it right now. Obviously, when you felt, <laughs> when you walked in the room, you were like, oh, like we wanted a space that when people walked in, they instantly felt like they could create, and it felt like a you know a warm hug. So I I, I think we're doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> success.
0: Oh yeah, you're you're nailing it. It's <laughs> it is well, it is a gift. It's kind of one of those things where. Um, you know, I look at my own home. My my wife is the one who decorates and all like, that. I do. I I totally am on board with your lighting thing, though. I am like the light bulb Nazi. I'm like, we can't have that light bulb in there. That's it's, it's a weird color. I don't like it. We got to change it because I'm the same way. Know. Like that matters to me. I'm like, please don't take away my incandescent bulbs. Oh, <laughs>
2: maybe,
0: maybe maybe we can have a conversation. You can tell me what good light bulbs we found. But um, absolutely. But uh, at the same time, it does seem like it's almost a sense of of hospitality right like you're creating a space for other people we've talked on the podcast before about creating a space for our congregation so that they can engage in and step in and it's all these things that you don't necessarily always think about but it really shows hospitality when you take the time to create a space that that welcomes people and makes people feel like they can be at home and uh it's yeah. re- it's really cool to, to to see how you've accomplished that in the studio thanks man what's your uh what's your what's your favorite Little bit of the studio, you got all these little, all these little. Everything seems so dialed. What's what's your thing that you look at and go, oh man, I love how we did that.
2: Oh man, well, I mean, I think the the keyboard room is is my favorite for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, it was a really big deal, you know. The place we made our the first All Sons and Daughters record, we made it at this place called the Smokestack and Paul Moke's place. And uh, I mean, that place is like Disney World to me, and I, I t- pulled a lot of inspiration from that place. And one of the big things for me that I always loved was that everything was always lined in. It was like, anytime you wanted to play something, it was ready. It was ready to track right then. And so that was something that we really wanted to do uh, and really make the workflow super easy that whenever you hear a part, you can instantly go to an instrument and you're ready to record. And so wiring that room up, uh, all that kind of stuff, you know, that, that gets me excited and, and, makes me really happy.
0: Well, I uh, I actually had to repent when I was in your studio because I saw you guys doing that and I was so jealous. I was like, I'm letting jealousy just wash over me. just Just from a creative perspective, right? Like you want to be able to just, like you said, you want to be able to just run and do something and just have yeah. it rather than have it yeah. be like, okay, well, I'm going to put that on my iPhone. And then later on, I'm going to hook together 20 watt cables to make it happen. You know, yep. that's which is my world, that's where I live, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we've all been there, man. But my but my video studio is you press a button and that's pretty cool. That's very <laughs> all right, let's go. Um so tell me a little bit about uh so we talked about creating community. I mean, obviously it's it's kind of fun to watch you guys work because you would um I'm trying to I'm I'm blanking on on the artist that you had in there. Um I think it was Brand was it I'll edit this. Was it Brandon? He had, he had like a um, tall dude with like dreads he was singing a song about breathing
2: yeah brandon lake
0: brandon lake that's who it was okay oh, yeah.
2: or was it david no
0: Brown? no it was brandon lake yeah um you guys had brandon lake in there and you know he's singing this part and he just i mean obviously the, the performance was amazing right off the bat it sounds great and then all of a sudden you got like you're in there and seth is you guys all start oh you know what hold on let me do this thing on the on the drums. Oh, there's like a seagull calling in the background (laughs) and then there's, you know, and then you're like, wait, let's do this to his voice. And you're like, it was so fast and so creative and so communal. Like, do you guys each kind of have your thing that, Oh, Seth is the guy that he's got the drum reverbs. That's his thing. And I'm the guy that does the vocal or do you guys all kind of, is it just kind of building all the time?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think definitely everybody has their own specialty. The beauty is that everybody's really getting good at all of them. Uh, which is which is tough because there's so many ideas uh, and it's amazing, but we're trying to get to the point of now, okay, all right, what what is the good? let's ca- let's capture all of them and then trying to sift through it, which is more difficult than you would think it is. Um, <laughs> but man, I mean, Seth is so good with melodies, he's so good with rhythm stuff. Brad's the same, you know, he's getting so good at being able to sculpt the sound. Uh, being able to get his tones that uh, that just uh, make it stick out completely, uh, and you know I've always fallen into the melody world, and, and uh, you know I'm ch- always trying to get better with the rhythm stuff. I always love building loops and all that kind of stuff, and uh, you know we just we do all that kind of stuff together and and just see what kind of comes out. And it, it's a lot of times it's the craziest stuff. Like you said, you know, it's like Brad had just walked in the door from being gone to Italy for 10 days he walks in the door with his op1 and he had this sample that made this entire loop and it's got this seagull in the background you're like what in the world is this <laughs> but it was just that little bit of nugget that that nugget is what made it beautiful
0: that's yeah it's it's awesome what so okay so i, I have i'm to so think. glad you were there
2: for that moment like that was a cool
0: <laughs> moment it was very cool. It was really cool. Uh, it's it's inspiring to just get around in that creative process. It makes you feel more creative. And then you come home, and then you get sad because you're like, oh, because so it's just me in my room again. I got to find people to create with. There's not as many of them here as there are in Nashville, but I, I'm I'm still yeah, searching. I get it. I'll find them. I get it. <laughs> um, so okay, so I think a lot of times when we talk about creating in community, we kind of have this utopian idea of it that it's like, oh, this. There's this, it's, it's, it's just magical and, and it totally is, but there's gotta be some disadvantages to it as well. Do you, do you run into that I think probably scares some people away? Do you ever run into things that you're like, man, we got to work through this to keep this thing going the way it is?
2: Oh, every day, every day. I mean, when I was talking about the, you know, we're all getting really good at a lot of different things and, and you start to get to the point of going, uh, when one person's idea doesn't work out and, and, and it trying not to make it feel personal, like that is always going to be a thing. Like, it doesn't matter if you've been friends for 20 years, like it is a constant thing that you, that you struggle with. And, and, and you know it's pride things that stir up. You know I deal with it every day on things like that. You know there's there's moments where I go, man, I am not needed in this place at all. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 you just get to the point where you where you just have to you have to go, okay, no, there's something beautiful that comes whenever we all get together, and it's worth it. And it's worth the fight. Like you know sometimes we're we're knockout drag out. You know I'm I'm not gonna lie, it it gets crazy around there sometimes. But the beauty is, is we're all brothers and we're family and and we go at it because we're all very passionate about it. And when you have a bunch of passionate individuals, uh, it it tends to get it tends to get fired up pretty easily. But at the end of it, the love and respect that you have for each other um, trumps all. And and that that's where it has to stay. You know, this all this music stuff will go away. You know, Mm -hmm. like we we get to create now we get to do that stuff. And it's awesome. But at the end of the day, our friendship and, and being family is way more important to me than making any record or doing any of that kind of stuff. And that always has to trump anything that we're ever doing. And, um, you know, that's something I got to tell myself today. You know, I, it is a it is a good reminder. Um to constantly know that, that the people around you are way more important
0: than these things that we're doing. So what do you do then when you do have, I mean, do you ever, what do you do when you come to an impasse and you're like, well, I think it should be this way. And I think it should be this way. Like, are What, do? what do you do? We,
2: <laughs> we go and duke it out in the backyard. We go fight.
0: <laughs> you know, I noticed no, it's, I mean, it seems like you were working out. I was wondering, I was like, man, David's really in shape right now. I wonder what's been going it's, on. But it's,
2: <laughs> we're boxing all the time. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, Sometimes it gets worked out. Sometimes it doesn't. So, sometimes it's, it's it's like some are easier than others. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just it's all con- conversation and working it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and some days we come back and we're like, man, that idea is a lot better or no, it's not working today. So mm-hmm. it's being open handed with it, which is easier said than done. Like when you're in the moment and you're creating, everybody's idea is the best idea in the world. You know. <laughs> And so learning, learning how to be open-handed with it, which is really, really hard.
0: Right. Well, uh, so you've, okay. So you're doing Creek, which actually real quick, can you just tell me what, about the name?
2: Man, dude. So it's C-R-E-A-K, the Creek, uh, because we always had noises in our stuff, man. We always (laughs) had noises in our tracks and there was always creaky stuff in there. And so it was just kind of a play on that.
0: I think the sound of a of a piano bench creaking when somebody's playing piano is like one of the coolest things that gets captured on audio. It always just Absolutely. is like, oh, that's cool. Absolutely. Yep. Like, is there a special bench that they get to make it creak that way? Yeah. Um So, uh, so in your this creative process, you've been working with all these other artists, but you're also uh, doing things with your own music as well. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, man. It's been, you know. So in 17, I started writing for a lot of other people and, um, you know, it it was, it was crazy. I was really enjoying the process of not having to, to create some, something for myself, but I just got to hear other people's stories and, and then tell my story of what God was doing through a lot of different things with the band ending. Um, me and my wife were walking through it took us a long time to get pregnant. The first time we have two little girls, a six year old and a five month old, which is awesome. But it took us a lot of long time to get pregnant both times. And it was just really difficult. We walked through miscarriage stuff um, at, at, in 2017. And it, it was just a really heavy, heavy and hard season uh, for both of us. And so, walking through that, you know, I'm writing a ton with a lot of different people. And I get to the end of. 2017 i like start to look at all these songs and i'm like man these these are my songs um and so you know we started talking about what does it look like did do, do i do i make a record or whatever and uh man we, we just kind of came to the decision that felt like it would be uh, a great time just to, to to uh to put something out and to, and to create something so we we've been working on it we've been creating it for a while now And it's really personal and it's, it is, um, you know, a a lot of my journal to God and, and my inner thoughts and, um, and, but I'm, I'm really stinking proud of it. Me and the guys did it and, you know, it's just been fun to create with no rules and simply respond and, uh, hopefully some people will find some life out of it.
0: Is it, is it harder to work on your own stuff? when you're when it is so personal to you when you're in that community environment when like when it's your song and it's like this is this is my heart is it harder then to let other people into that process
2: man i think uh, i mean obviously these guys have been they we make music together day in and day out so there's a, there's a lot of trust and they they covered me in this thing you know like, I felt like I was, I felt like I was protected. I felt like I was able to be me. Um, and and when you're in that kind of environment, it it's really easy to create. And so I, I feel like all of these kind of came out in a really natural way. It didn't feel like a ton of work. Like, it just felt like, um, I don't know, it just felt like a, a good response. And I, I was able to kind of. To express exactly what was on my heart and what we were going through.
0: So when when do we actually get to hear this? Do we have a? Well, can you give me like a, a a wide open uh, picture or like? A, I mean, you might what do I mark stuff. on my calendar, David? I, you you, you <laughs> might
2: see some stuff in 2019. Who,
0: who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Awesome. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. The thing that I've always appreciated uh, about your writing and just your approach to music and everything has always been just the creativity behind it and you know with with all the music that comes across I've talked with a number of people about this recently how there's there's songs that are meant for these really big rooms and then we need more songs that are built for us you know we need those songs those songs are important yeah. but yeah. a lot of your work kind of spans from you know can kind of make the connection between the big room and the little room where you're on your own or where oh, you're man. you know kind of in those private worship times and stuff and and uh but it works it works all throughout and we need more of that that full life music. So I'm, uh... yeah,
2: that was a big part of like talking about it, going, Hey, how do we make a, how do we make a record that's for the week and not for the weekend? Right. You know, it's like, we really wanted to make one that, that felt like you, this is a record you put on in your car and it gets you to some, some place. And, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of these songs are, are really corporate, but at the same time, a lot of these are just really personal songs that you're going to sit with and it's going to hit you different every time you hear it so I, I I love that you even said that that's that's beautiful that's exactly what we were going for
0: well i'm uh, I'm very excited we need those songs they are important to us so thank you for making those David thank you for sharing your heart and your time we always love having you on the podcast I cannot wait to hear the new record can no, we have you, can we have you back when the new record comes out
2: Uh, you know i'm gonna come back man i absolutely love talking to you obviously we've been friends for a while and so i love what you do i've always loved what you do you you do it with the with excellence man and so uh anytime i get to chat with you anytime i get to spend time with you I, i value it greatly so thanks
1: for having me on again
0: all right man we'll talk to you soon
1: all right sounds good yeah, man, David, what a champion! And uh, I totally agree with him on the on the whole vibe of of creating a community. In fact, uh, one of the guys that actually moved from Colorado here to be to be with me in the Worship Republic, Thomas Ewing, is a good friend of mine, and he's actually connected with Gary, was a South African artist, and uh, he they've started a band called Land of Color, which is now signed to um, the, the the 10th Avenue North little uh, label that they have. And so him just moving here has connected him up with that. And then I know that him and David have just become super good buddies. So they hang out together and they've started creating together and writing. And it's just amazing how when you start connecting with people and, uh, and, and within, within community, uh, you know, the creative stuff just starts to come out of that. So just from, you know, meeting him in Montana at a, at a retreat and saying, Hey dude, we've got the same, we feel, you feel like the same people. We feel like we're the same family, the same type of people. And then him, him moving from Colorado with Debbie out to Nashville and just seeing them flourish here uh, creatively because of the relationships that we all have. Uh, it's like Minesweeper. You remember that game where you click on something yes. and it just opens up?
0: I never yeah, understood it. that game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. But it just feels like that. It feels like, you know, if you click into the right spot, like all these relationships can open up just through one gate. Uh, and I think it's really, really cool to see, that, to see that happen.
0: Well, Daniel, speaking of community, what time is it?
1: It's that time of day. Member mail, hit it.
0: Today's message comes to us from David from Sydney, Australia. We love our Australian brethren.
1: Yeah, we do, mate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> your, your your accent is much closer than mine would ever be. So, way to go! <laughs> it's super hard.
1: It's hard, mate. It's hard.
0: <laughs> so uh, it says, "Hi guys, thanks for your ongoing work and your support for us serving our congregations with music." I just finished listening to the podcast episode with Ryan talking about conflict. Wise advice for all of life, not just for the worship team. Conflict. Thanks for that one. I suggest I have a suggestion for a member mail question that I might that might fit in sometime. In the podcast, you talked about transitions between songs. In our team, the transitions normally consist of the music stopping while people turn pages in their charts, and maybe the service leader says something or prays. Do you have any tips for getting started with better musical transitions? Changing key, beats per minute, between time signature from 4-4 to 3-4? All seems a lot to figure out and get everyone on board in a short rehearsal time. Any tips would be great. So this is kind of cool because it's a little bit almost like jumping off of last time's member mail. That's good. Kind of speaking into that. Into that same question, you know, we talked about different tempos, but let's just talk about transitions as a whole. What do you think, Daniel?
1: Yeah, man. Um, actually, interesting because I was in, I played in church at Church of the City this weekend, uh, and there was a, you know we didn't have much time to run through everything, uh, and things were kind of sketchy. We did it. We did two services. The first service was great, but during the the baptisms, there was uh, the song that we played felt super down, and there were people celebrating as people got baptized. So they decided to throw in two new songs uh, right in the second service uh, that they would do play that we would play in in place of the one that we played um, you know during the first service and so there was a whole section where the, they couldn't work out how to sing in a higher key so the one song was a was a Chris McClarney song and that was too high for the girl singer so they had to, they had to modulate down like one tone, one semitone and so what what they did was we were like how are we gonna do this how's this gonna work? And the simplest thing actually ended up being the, the keyboard player. You know, we kind of ended the one song and made sure there was no reson- resonance from any of our instruments. And then the keyboard player, like, played a little... A walking intro from the original key into the second key and uh, you know so it, it's always good I think if you're then if you're an acoustic guitar player it can it can seem a little bit harsher to do a key change if you've got a piano player or someone that can just bring in bring in a new pad sound that's just the new key it's kind of more it's more tender and gentle for key changes uh, so as far as key changes go I think it's cool to let the, the one keyboard player or, or the or a piano player or if, if you're just acoustic guitar to actually make a, a key change and I've been going to the five chord of the new key and then back down to the root chord will actually be a good way to change keys. I don't know if you've experienced that, Jason.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. I think especially when you're talking about key changes, uh, picking instruments that aren't resonating over the top, you know, that, that clashing that can happen, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, either doing something, we you know, sometimes having like a trash can ending. Or if it's a bigger song, you can go with like a big trash can ending and go right into like drums doing something. Yeah, that's good too. And let that Absolutely. drum beat kind of start, and then you everybody kinda of like has a point at which, okay, we've all if you switch your capos or you switch your sounds or you're switching charts or whatever, the drum at least knows what they're doing because they don't need to look at a chord chart usually. So that's good. So then you can kind of follow what the drums are doing. That's one way to do it. Um, another one is I I actually have no problem with silence between songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm totally okay with just, all right, that song ended. Let's just be quiet for a second. You know, you don't want to be off frantic, you know. But if you just kind of, if you're comfortable with it, it can actually be very comfortable for your congregation. Like, okay, we ended. That's and good. We're just gonna wait. It's it's okay to be silent, guys. Silence is not a bad thing. So that's good, man. That's as long good. as you're intentional about it, and you know, don't do it by accident. Um, you know, same yeah. Thing. Also,
1: that that thing of dead dead space where people feel scared of silence. Uh, And and if you can, as a congregation, feel that it's awkward because there's silence because they're panicking up there, that they're worried that there's silence, that's the thing that can definitely create a a weird transition. Uh, When you're confident and you know that you're not scared of silence and that it's not a bad thing, uh, like you said, if you feel intentional about that silence, you know, or if you even just say, hey, And especially in a slow worship side of the set where it's more down, you can say, let's just wait on God and we, you know, the the presence of God is there. There's nothing scary about that. It's actually amazing. So yeah, I agree with that 100%.
0: The other thing that you can do too is minimize the time between, between, uh, between where there's sound by minimizing what you have to do in between. So for example, you know, the idea of flipping through chord charts. Okay, if you've got chord charts, and in like a binder or something, make sure you take them out and put them all one after the other. <laughs> you know, like you can have your, you can still be holding an acoustic guitar chord and then just flip a page with your other hand, let that resonate and then go. Um, likewise with like keyboard, make sure that you have all your settings, all like you that, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna go from this setting to this setting to this setting and that stuff is all squared away. So that transition is an easy transition to make and you're not having to hit 20 different notes and that sort of thing or uh, 20 different buttons um as well so things that you can do to kind of help minimize that transition i think are also good but i'll just go back to you know if you if you practice anything for a worship set practice the transitions because you know if i'm down to like wait we've only got 20 minutes now because we had some weird sound problem or whatever it's like okay well let's just go from the end of this song into the beginning of this song and you'll feel that you know like you'll feel that change and honestly even you know if you're if you're interacting with your congregation as you go Sometimes I'll practice transitions and then it's like, no, we just gotta wait. That's not what needs to happen now because the congregation is engaging in this way. I thought they were gonna be like this, but they're more like this. And I'm gonna kind of let them lead me through it. So I think if, I think kind of getting creative and doing different types of transitions so that it's not always, you're you're not always doing the same thing, I think is also really helpful as well. All uh, really great, great questions, David.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, and like if you have planned times where people are gonna pray, uh, you know, at a certain point or someone's going to share a testimony and you and you work those all into and they know exactly what, where those are going to happen, that's obviously uh, way more organized and it makes people feel relaxed. Anything you can do to be more relaxed in the transitions going to make you feel feel better. I know it's sometimes weird if you have three services on a Sunday and you feel like you've told the same exact story three times in a row. You feel like it becomes weird because it's like almost like making a show as opposed to allowing it to be a free-form worship thing. But I feel that often if you know what you're going to say, uh, it, and you said, you know, the same every time. At least you, at least you've been intentional and you've got it right. Um, and that's the whole conversation about liturgy, where people use liturgy in church. You go, why would you want so and so to pray the same prayer every time? And I go, at least number one, it's been researched by proper theologians,
0: <laughs> and so
1: it's, so it's theologically sound instead of some guy just ranting about what he what he what he feels like. So there's there's pros and cons to both. But uh, like you said, Jason, uh, being prepared and feeling. Confidence in your transitions, even if they are quiet, is, is definitely the answer, man. Good, that's a good one. I like that one.
0: Yeah, it's a great one. And One other thing about, like you were saying with your story, guys, if you are going to talk, not sing, if you're at any point in your in your session where you're going to speak instead of just play music, you need to practice that just like you would practice a song, and uh, and and be kind of have your points that you're going to hit with that story, so you know, so you know what you're going to say, because otherwise, it'll, if you're anything like me, it'll just turn into a rambling mess. I mean, come on, listen to this podcast.
1: <laughs> perfect example of it well but, uh, but we did practice this podcast five times though jason what are you talking I, I about i know this is our <laughs> i think
0: this is time number five uh, fortunately <laughs> the podcast you can edit so you can just pull things out <laughs> but uh but if, hey, if you would like to learn the songs that you play in between the transitions, you can go do that over at worshipartistry.com. You can sign up for a free account. It'll give you uh, three songs of your choosing of our library of like 500 songs. And, uh, and then also you can check out our green room posts and that sort of thing. If you don't want to do that and you just want to still support the podcast, you can do that by going to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leaving a review for us. It really does help, I am told. So uh, please do that, and uh, guys, we'll see you next week. Perfect.